Good morning and welcome to another podcast of Iconic Freedom, The Formula. We are talking about setting standards for accountability and responsibility in this journey of personal development. Let each care for self and all will be cared for. Deflection means intentionally taking the attention of self and projecting it onto someone else in an attempt to draw attention away from self. It is a psychological defense mechanism in which the person deflects blame to others. It is usually done as a way to deviate the attention away from their own actions, decisions. So when you come along and say, well, I don't agree or there's something I think you need to consider, it's like, no, I can't do that. And so one of the primary things that narcissists do in the midst of differences with you is they go into a deflection mode. They'll try, they'll do anything except focus on the topic at hand because what that does is allows them to have an upper hand and uh, they also wanna make sure that they keep you confused or they let you know that you're way off base, anything at all to keep them from having to answer your questions or to receive input that they don't particularly want. So I have those uh, clips there because I thought it was really fascinating. Um, I had an interesting situation uh, that occurred this week in my own professional life. And I thought it might be kind of fascinating to go through some of the information regarding that and the ways that you might be able to identify these things when you're at work or you're with you know friends or family and these types of things come up. There was a situation at work where we had created, I had helped create uh, an SLP, a standard operating procedure. And in that procedure, uh, there's a very specifics about how things are to be handled. When a request comes in, the request immediately goes to the coordinator, who then will verify information or availability, and then send the information back to the person that requested it. What was interesting was that one of the individuals that I was in this meeting with kept deflecting by distracting and wanted to have a list of grievances against this coordinator and had even reached out to members of his team and asked to have them send bullet points in order to, you know, have information for this meeting but had not told any of them, you know, the intent of what he was trying to do. And he may not be consciously aware of the fact that he's doing this, but he in fact is doing it. And what's interesting to me is that everyone at this meeting recognized it. But at each turn when this particular individual had listed his grievances against this coordinator, I would simply respond, indeed, I have coached the coordinator on this particular issue, and we have discussed it in detail, and we have even come up with a plan of action of how the coordinator is going to deal with it differently in the future. And then the conversation would continue to go in other directions to which this manager would keep coming back to the coordinator, but he would not take ownership of his own choices. 
which in this particular instance was he had received a call from someone and instead of getting in touch with the coordinator right away, what he did was he just went into the system and started to kind of, you know, go rogue and do his own thing. Each time I would pull him back to the reality of the SOP, the standard operating procedure, is this. You're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do this, and then the coordinator will do this. And then he would come up with some emotional response of, well, I need to talk to, uh, you know, I need to get, you know, all this information right away for the client or for the guest or... Yes, I understand, you know, everybody wants, you know, to be a VIP and everybody wants their information lickety split. However, we have a standard operating procedure for a particular reason to avoid these kinds of situations. And at this juncture, this particular manager has engaged in this behavior not once, not twice, not three times, four times, plus more. And so this is at, you know, a crossroads of something that needs to be managed differently. So uh, someone in the executive committee had to be a part of this meeting as well. But what was fascinating was that during this entire time, as things kept escalating for him, that you could tell just basically by, you know, his tone and his intensity with, you know, languaging and those kinds of things, that he did not want to take ownership of the fact that he was not following the rules, basically. And to the extent that even at one point I said, you know, it's very interesting. I'm sitting here telling you that I've coached the coordinator and we have come up with a plan And yet, what's fascinating is that you will not take ownership of your choices and how you helped create this situation to be what it is. You're not taking ownership of your choices, and somehow you think that the rules don't apply to you. So there have been very few times when I've been in therapy with someone, and when I used to be a counselor, and you have their, this look on their face is like a deer in the headlights. And, you know, from my own assessment, what I look at is this person had absolutely no clue what I was talking about. And I'm imagining if there was a thought bubble above his head, it would have been, what do you mean take ownership of my choices? What does that mean, ownership of my choices? And I actually had a client do this about uh, almost two months ago on the phone when I said the same thing, you know, that, listen, we're a company that is taking ownership and accountability. And what does that mean? What does that mean? I thought, how fascinating that you have gone your whole life and no one has ever explained this to you. I thought, okay, well, that makes sense. You know, I mean, there's a lot of people, including myself at one point, that didn't have a clue. I guess when older people don't realize it, it's a little more disconcerting. Uh, But this individual that I was speaking with the other day, I don't know if it's the first time he's ever heard of these concepts, but for some reason, he just could not seem to assimilate or integrate what was being said. I found that kind of awkward for him in as much that you can't have a conversation with someone when they are emotionally charged because they're completely out of reality 
And everything that they're doing is deflecting off of their own behavior, much like you heard in the clip, and trying to focus it on someone else. And so unbeknownst to me, you know, I, you know, I'm just, I'm just being Greg, I'm just doing my own thing. And I'm responding in the way of, yes, I've acknowledged that there was an error on the coordinator's part, and that we have coached, and we have counseled her on how to correct that particular issue. However, that has nothing to do with the fact that you are not following the SOP. You are not following the standard operating procedure. And I'm not sure how to get through to you to help you understand that. Subsequently, after that meeting, a couple of the other people that were there uh, did stop me and have conversation. And one of them had even said, you know, that that manager did not seem to understand, didn't have a clue as to the fact that he is unable or unwilling or incapable of taking ownership, having accountability of his choices. And it made me think, and, you know, shout out to my friend Dan, because he was the one that when I told him this uh, situation, he said, that sounds like a podcast. (laughs) I thought, you know, and as I went through my week, and, you know, I usually get inspired by things. I hadn't really thought of anything, but then all of a sudden, um, you know, there it was, and I was like, wow, you know, maybe this really is what I should talk about. And it kept coming up uh, between that date and, and today that I thought, oh, well, I, I think I should probably talk about that. Uh, I think it's kind of an interesting subject in how we are faced with this on a regular basis with people. In our lives, we'll have conversation with people that we're in relationships with. We'll have conversations with, you know, anybody in our world somebody you work with, and in the case of of my situation, somebody I work with, where deflection is their defense mechanism. And I encourage you to get online, search it out, search what defense mechanisms are, what deflection is, if you want a more concise understanding of it. There are lots of examples, and that's how I found these uh, this morning. But A person really not wanting to take ownership of their behavior will deflect, and they will find ways to deflect. Now, are they doing this consciously? I don't know. I would have to work with that person a little bit to find out, but I do find it fascinating. I do find it interesting that it is a defense mechanism that you can see happening in real time. Now, I'm bringing awareness to you right now about this if you have not been aware of it in the past. And what will be kind of cool for you is when you're in a conversation with somebody and you're trying to pinpoint something, you're trying to focus on something to help correct it, and they keep wanting to go off the rails and start talking about something else, or start talking about your behavior, or start talking about somebody else's behavior. It's like, no, no. (laughs) The subject is this one right here. This is what we want to talk about. And then continue to have that conversation. What I think can be useful and maybe valuable to you is that 
when you are present in the moment, when you are not having an emotional response to that moment, which I was not. I had a clear indication to myself that how, and, and I even observed it for myself, I have to say, that I had a moment where I thought, wow, I'm not having any emotional thing going on inside of me. My heart wasn't racing, none of that good stuff. And all of a sudden, it became very clear to me. I became very focused on the facts, just the facts, ma'am. That's all I'm looking for. Columbo, just the facts. And so it was very easy for me, to be honest, easy and natural to bring order to the conversation by pulling it back just to the facts. And one of the people that was at the meeting had made that observation. It said, wow, you know, how many times did you pull it back? You know, and he said, I was impressed by the fact that you were able to do that, that you were able to keep pulling it back and being able to focus on that. And so I, I thought it would be kind of a valuable tool for you in your quest for your own self-development if you're able to start looking for those examples and maybe not something you're in or you're actually doing but maybe something that you're observing about what other people are doing or other conversations where you're noticing wow that person never answered the question or they deflected and they didn't want to pay attention to it so <laughs> then you know one of the things that i think is also interesting at least to me, because I do find politics very fascinating and they do impact our world, is what is going on currently with the administration and the indictments against the former administration. And that's why you saw those clips up there uh, where that particular person that's on Twitter, well, X now, um, was able to list out all of the case regarding Hunter Biden and whenever you know information was dropped that was of a damning nature that had evidence that there is corruption happening the next day or the same day Trump would be indicted and it is a classic way of deflection and what you might find remarkable about the situation when you continue to observe it is that every single time something bad happens that comes out against uh, the Biden administration or his son Hunter, something to this deviant story of corruption, that then they want to throw the focus for the media onto Trump. And of course, the media, they are not your you know, uh, they're not your, what do they call it, gumshoe <laughs> reporter, you know, from way back when. Uh, I mean, they're propagandists at this point because all they're doing is towing the line for whatever side they've decided to be on. And so they're just propagandists and they're spitting out the propaganda. But look at it, listen to the news if from whatever source you wish to derive that from and hear how people are deflecting. 
listen to interviews where someone has asked a specific question and the person responding is not even responding to the question. Or as they get into it, where the person gives a response that's a very valid response, and then the person interviewing wants to deflect somewhere else. Well, let's just move on from that. (laughs) Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You made an accusation, and now I've responded, and now you want to move on because it doesn't fit your narrative. So interesting dynamics to look at. Deflection is a huge defense mechanism. You can look at it for your own life where where are the times that someone is maybe confronting you with your own behavior and choices and you want to turn the the tables on them and start saying what's wrong with them or talk about something else or I'm not going to get into it with you. You know, those are the things where we don't want to take ownership and say, you are correct. That's what happened. That's what I did. And I think that's what took the power out of what was going on in my particular situation was I'm a person of accountability. I immediately turned to, yes, I've counseled the coordinator on this situation, and we have sought a list of things that the coordinator will do in order to correct it every single time. And I was very consistent. And not that I was trying to be, I wasn't trying to image build or anything else. It was just a matter of fact. And because of where I am in my world, I was able to stay focused on what was the situation at hand. And we are at the end of another podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hit that like button if you would. Share this with your friends and family. You never know what they might get out of this. If you'd like to subscribe, feel free to do so. You can do that on the website, link down below. My email is there. So if you have a situation that you'd like me to cover on the podcast, that would be awesome. I'd be happy to do that. Send me an email. 